This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Sedition is the flavor this spring. Sedition is in. Spring is delayed. David Headley's deposition and his claim that Ishtar Jahan was a member of the LET. Scroll contributor Malini Subramaniam's house gets attacked in Bastar. Terry's alumni network issues a statement condemning Pachauri's reinstatement. And the superhuman struggle of Lance Nayak, Hanuman Thappa, and much more to discuss this hafta. Welcome to News Laundry Hafta, episode 54. I'm Abhinandan Sekri. With me in the studio are Madhu Trehan. Hi, Madhu. Hi. Anand Ranganathan. Hello. And Biraj Swain, the latest addition to the News Laundry family. And joining us on the phone from Bombay are Naresh Fernandez, editor of Scroll. Hi, Naresh. Hi, how are you? Very well. And Malini Subramaniam, uh, she's uh, joining us from Bastar. Hi, Malini. Hello, everybody. Okay, uh, this podcast is produced by Karthik Nijhavan. I'll just start with my regular slogan, Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Remember when corporations pay, corporations are served and when the public pays, public interest is served. Support independent media. Um, so we'll just start with Naresh and Malini. Uh, I believe you were, what, attacked? Your house was stoned? What, what went down and why? Yeah, well, uh, it happened... Uh on the 7th of this month, mm. when uh, uh, about 25-odd men came shouting slogans uh, in front of my house, saying that uh, that I'm a Naxal supporter. And the slogans were, Naxal Samarthak Bastar Chodo. Mm. Uh, they also accused me of uh, being an agent of the Maoists, and that I'm supplying arms, and uh, that I'm taking money from them. Uh, and when I said, uh, because I, when I recognized a few people and I said that, well, just a few weeks back, the previous month they had come home asking about me. And I had explained to them uh, hmm. that I write for scroll. And uh, they had inquired the kind of writing that I'm doing. And also that uh, this once when they came, on the 7th, they said they don't want to engage anymore with me. And therefore, uh, because they feel my writings are reflecting is something which 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 they feel is pro Maoist, and therefore they were accusing me of being so, a Maoist. So, no, what was and expected? They were ex- they wanted what? They wanted you to apologize. They wanted the police to arrest you. What was the demand? They were they were generally uh, shouting slogans and also getting the neighborhood to join me and said that in Koyaha se nikalo. Uh, in logon ko bastar chhodna chahiye that was the main thing that you should leave us and naresh uh, are you disappointed with the kind of uh, news space this got in big media uh, that you know a journalist uh, doing her job is attacked like this and no fir is filed once again before i come to you, naresh has an fir filing been filed because i know you weren't able to file an fir the day we spoke to you malini yes the fir has been filed okay. uh, on unknown miscreant and uh, the sections of uh, trespassing and uh, damaging my property, which is the car. And yeah, these are the two sections which have been made. Yeah, Naresh, are you disappointed with the kind of space this got in big media? I, I beg your pardon? I said, Am I you disappointed with the... Kind of space, something like this, an attack on a journalist gets in big media? Or one just, you know, shrugs and carries on? No, actually, after um, uh, the, the latest episode, uh, um, there, there have been uh, um, articles about this in many of the major newspapers. 
So it's not as if it's got unreported, and we've had a lot of support from journalists' organizations, from mm. the Editors Guild, from the Network of Women in Media, from the Women's Press Corps. Mm. So journalists are seized of this, and uh, they're also uh, sort of, uh, they're, they're begun, they're, they're, it's not like, uh, they, they realize that their readers need to be told about this. Um, I, uh, we hope that um, there, it won't be report, uh, the reporting will not be restricted to this one episode uh, regarding uh, Malini. Right. And people will now realize that a climate of fear has been created for the press in all of Chhattisgarh, specifically in Bastar, that there have been two other journalists who have been in jail, uh, one from August, one since September. And that this is something we all need to really be fighting against. Um, this is how things start, that uh, laws are implemented and a climate of fear is implemented in one place. And it could quite well spread to uh, the, the rest of the media too, in it, to, to other places too. Right. Uh, this, you know, Bastar once heard a lot about uh, how difficult it is to report from there. Malini, why did you choose uh, to be stationed there? And if I understand correctly, you... You're there with your daughter, is that right? Yes, I'm with my daughter here. Yeah, um, so, um, why did you choose to report from Bastar? Well, I lived in Bastar. Uh, mm. I had come with, as part of my work with the International Committee of the Red Cross, which were having its medical operations here. And uh, once the program was wound up in 2013, I continued to live here. And uh, I began writing the scroll for about a, a year back. Okay, I have... Um uh, when I tweeted uh, the story that News Laundry did mm. on uh, Malini's, I, I tweeted that journalist Malini Subramaniam's home gear out by slogan shouting goons. Mm. One of the responses I got was from a man called Sanjay Saraf. Mm. He wrote, how did you decide they are goons? Anyone shouting slogans against journalists is automatically a goon. So I responded with, from the Webster Dictionary, goon, one, is a stupid person. Two, this is from the Webster Dictionary. Mm. Two, a man hired to terrorize or eliminate, eliminate opponents. Mm. So then he said, so automatically stupid and terrorizing. In past, it was king can do no wrong. Now it's journalists. So I answered, so what did Malini Subramaniam do? That was wrong. News laundry never holds back when journalists are in the wrong. Mm. Sanjay Saraf then answers, you sure she never did wrong? Never sympathized with Maoist terrorists and Islamists? So I then responded, please check her stories before presuming so much. Then he says, it is now so fashionable to heap abuse on democratic India and all defenders of India become goons and fundamentalists. And then I asked, were these defenders of India? How? Since when did abusers of power become the democratic India to protect? So then he says, plus unlike the security folks who really put themselves in harm's way, and I responded, that's not a good comparison. Deeply respect our security for forces, but that does not mean a journalist should not re report excesses. So he says, enjoy all perks of being part of Delhi ecosystem and now and also play victim all the time. Will not counter your reply. You may have my last word. You may have the last word. Well, unfortunately, I, this kind of uh, behavior is not limited to what I call trolls. I see a lot of journalists, I'm doing air quotes here, also have opinions like this. Biraj, you were saying, sorry. Yes, Malini, last, uh, last year the journalists did have a meeting with the administration because of the uh, torture and the arrest that was happening in Bastar. So um, I think you, I mean, in a, in a very um, 
uh, in a selfish and in a strategic way, probably it's good that they're hitting hard at an English writer like you because of the kind of coverage it gets. And Chitraganda, Chaudhary, and Hoot have been covering about the Basta journalist and the extremely difficult conditions that Basta journalists been working under. So I'm just trying to understand what happened to that meeting that the Basta journalists had with the district administration, and it was supposed to be no arrest without or no no attacks and protection and all of that. It seems what what's happening to you after three months seems to be a counter narrative to all that happened three months ago in October. Yeah. Well, the uh, committee was uh, uh, sort of supposed to have been formed, mm -hmm. and they're still waiting for appropriate names to be a part of the community. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm, I gather that uh, senior journalists are yet to be a part of that committee, and um, you know, some of the names which have been suggested uh, are still sort of being uh, you know, tested out whether that would be the appropriate. So anyway, the delay is there, and the committee, while the chief minister has promised a committee would be formed, it is yet to be uh, ruled and uh, you know put into action. So, so the delay in the registration of your FIR would also be a logical case which should go to that committee, no? Uh, well, I reported on what happened uh, on that evening, and, and very naturally I went to the to the police with a complaint. And uh, uh, what we were hearing by then is the committee is still under formation, so I did not approach the committee. Uh, I, I did what a, you know, a normal citizen would have done, so, uh, which is filing a complaint. Yeah? And whether the delay in the FIR, FI could have been taken on, uh, whether the delay in the FIR was, you, you know, was, was in relation to the committee or what, I mean, that, that, is, that is immaterial. Uh, but I think a process needs to happen. And today the FIR has been registered. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, statements have been taken. And one hopes that the process would be uh, on. In fact, I also want to update uh, the visit made by the um, IG Buster and the Superintendent of Police Buster, uh, assuring that nothing of this would happen uh, again, at least in this context. Um, and that a fair investigation would be done. Because there were also, um, you know, a couple of incidents, disturbing incidents, where the, um, where the witnesses were threatened by the police. And, but then after yes, last evening's visit, uh, we are hoping that it would uh, sort of take a, uh, you know, it would be toned down and there would be a yeah, Mali, just one uh, observation or question from Anand. Yeah, here. I think, uh, first of all, very sorry to hear about what happened, Malini, and uh, it's just absolutely appalling and unacceptable that in this day and age this is happening. Uh, uh, but, you know, I, I dare say this is nothing new. I mean, this is a barbaric, sure. uh, uh, almost, uh, pardon me, I might be arrested for sedition, but <laughs> <laughs> barbaric land we are living and reporting in. In fact, in fact if you remember right, uh, Abhinandan, we've talked about the... Uh, the treatment meted out to journalists on Hafta on two separate occasions, yeah. uh, and UP comes to mind. And you know, as far as Naresh is saying, climate of fear, I mean, I, I kind of disagree a little bit because it has always existed. You know, I, in fact, in the same week when Malini's uh, house and property was attacked and the slogan shouting, there was a Times Now reporter hmm. whose camera was smashed was or something, and they, and they talked about that for UP, a day. UP. UP. Correct. For so a day rather than this. You're right. It's, it's been, remember once Nutan Manmohan 
got locked in a basement from the with the guy who was a hmm. real estate goon and he was being charged with all kinds of dishonest things and i got a call from her and, and at that time her father in law was chief minister but she was locked up and i had to go and get her out of there they locked her in uh, one time manoj raghuvanshi did an interview with yasir arafat and his security goons beat him up at the end of the in interview india? in india Lord. in rashtrapati bhavan in fact he was staying in rashtrapati bhavan <laughs> the goons beat him up in in uh, uh, after the interview and confiscated his tape at which point that next day there was a press conference that yasser arafat was doing with uh, the foreign secretary aftab seth sitting next to him and at that point during the press conference i got up and i asked him sir mr yasser arafat can we have a tape back that you confiscated Stole. from us mm. yeah that you took from us now when i think back at this age I can't imagine the gall of that I had to get up in a press conference and ask the man who's heading this Palestine Liberation mm. yes. Front, <laughs> "Give me my tape back." Kahan se aaya tu? It's in India. It's. But I think the but, point. You know, uh, the po one more that point I wanted to make. Not possible today. Uh, uh, I think the point Naresh was making was that in Bastar, it's especially hard. It's always been. Is that right, Naresh? Quite so, and it's also this. Um, I mean, uh, this is of uh, the. A similar uh, uh, climate of fear exists in other places on the margins of places like Kashmir, uh, where it's very difficult uh, because you're caught between the state and, uh, uh, and 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 militant movements, and in some parts of the northeast. Right. Um, Naresh, if I may add to that, you know, on the uh, the day when this incident came to prominence, and the Times Now incident as well. someone asked arun jetli and his comment was that there should be an inquiry into what yes. has happened to the times now journalist yes. in up mm. uh, but they, he did not meant, completely yeah. forgot chatisgarh government's yeah. uh, you know responsibility in this yeah. so I, in all this i don't think i as i see it there's journalists do not have have public support like they used to right Yeah, the, I think like it's Madhu, our, press, I think we'll, our press freedom rank is 180. Yeah, Ma exactly. And the impunity index, India ranks 131 in the impunity index on attack against journalists. Uh, sorry, I've just been told 10 minutes up. Uh, Naresh and Malini, I think, have to go. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Thank, Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, uh, good luck with yeah. your reporting there. Thank you. Bye. Great job. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Anand, you were saying. Um, Yeah, and I, you know, I just remembered now we've we've had a an article written with the video of a journalist who reported on twenty six eleven how the equipment that was purchased was rotting. There, you know, remember he wrote for yeah, news laundry, yeah. and he was arrested, and uh, you know, he was in jail. Hmm. I, so I remember that. I think I, I think what Madhu is saying it's very important. Partisan, you know, partisanship of who I'm loyal to or I appreciate. One has gone so far down that road. that one doesn't call out the bullshit even if it's coming from you know one's own absolutely meaning. yeah and that is the problem yeah. and you know people will do that janta will do that yeah. when journalists start doing that it's extremely shocking uh, and uh, we'll just move on to the next uh, before so i move I, on to the next can i can i just uh, hmm. um, amplify what you're saying sure. I think the other challenge is also something that Ravish keeps talking about: lazy liberalism and lonely struggles. Hmm. So when, let's say, Maruti workers get jailed and journalists are not writing as much as they should be writing without a charge sheet for four years, hmm. they have been in jail. Or ten thousand NGOs license are cancelled hmm. and journalists get attacked. These three struggles should have been corollary. Uh, alliance supporters of each other, but these three struggles are almost running parallelly instead of but echoing each other. Although I, I can I see, see why the Maruti workers 
supporting journalists, you know, I, I, I think it's a very difficult thing to connect yeah, these unless there's a total can, movement. No, also what I was saying was that you see people applauding. I mean, I'll, I'll just come to that. But uh, before that, I just like to plug support independent media, support news laundry, click on I pay to keep news free and subscribe. We are an ad free platform. We depend on subscriptions to survive uh, because we believe only when you have agenda free public resources being given to run news, will it serve the public? And also, whatever we talk about, the reference articles or videos, you will find below in the description on our News Laundry page, not on SoundCloud. If you listen to this on SoundCloud, you'll have to come out to the News Laundry podcast page and then you'll get the links. Sorry, coming to, you know what you were saying? I think, we move on to JNU? Uh, yeah, just, you know, the three that you were clubbing, I'm, what happened with the, you know, Marathi workers... I don't see people on Twitter saying, yes, it's good, these guys should be, sabko jalo andar, sabko. But here, when these JNU students are arrested or refers to uh, someone, you know, a journalist arrested who's reporting now, I see other journalists applauding it. There's a big distinction. I'm not saying something's underreported. A lot of things are underreported. But the applause that you see for someone who is, let's say, either left or right, and because he doesn't agree with, Good, he got arrested. That's what I'm talking about. That is worrying. And that is very specific to journalism. And it is a big danger because journalists are the first line of defense. The frontier of resistance. Yeah. Yeah. So it's no, not I, the same thing. No, I agree. But also I'm saying that the resistance would be so much more better if these three sectors who are sort of doing their own struggles could do solidarity support of each other But there also. are three different issues, Biraj, is what I'm saying. One is about freedom of speech. The other are economic labor laws. They are... Freedom of speech issue is a very fundamental issue. The, the others are micro issues. In the my other view. is freedom of assembly and association. And civil society is also freedom of, again, assembly and association and right to dissent. I think there are... Uh, anyway, the, yeah. we can have another Sorry, conversation. Sorry, so uh, let's just move on quickly to um, this Genu. gravitational waves. <laughs> Since we have scientist Anand here and before he gets too bored or tired... Uh, yeah, what's the big deal? <laughs> no, actually, Mike, the caveat is that I'm a bio chemist turned biologist, so you know this is No, I think it's a it's a huge discovery. Huh. And this was uh, theorized by Einstein. A hundred years ago. Hundred years ago. And this is why I hate people like Einstein, theoreticians. You know, Joe Man Maya unke unone likdia. Then people spend the next hundred years trying to prove it right. And one Whereas we guys, dollars. we guys, we get an idea. It's not enough that we write it down. We have to do bench work to prove it also. <laughs> it's like doubly difficult. Okay, if you could just tell me quickly, why was it the biggest news internationally? I mean, I saw, you know, when this happened, I checked all the news websites. Yes. It was the top news everywhere. What Without does it mean to us? What's the big deal? So basically, gravitational waves are, I mean, there's something that the, there is a ripple that's been created on this canvas, space-time canvas, you mm. know, that is what, uh, of what I understand. And why it is of crucial importance is, is that, um, uh, you know, what we want to know about was the early Big Bang. After, after Big Bang, what was the situation there? Uh, so we know that Big Bang uh, started 14, roughly 14 billion years ago. Um, and we have a, a fair indication of, uh, you know, the events that were, uh, events that happened 13.5 billion years ago, which is that, that uh, 0 to 500 million years. After that, we know roughly how things were shaping up. Before that, it's we have no idea. Before that, we have very little idea because uh, the milieu was so dense 
of uh, you know of everything that even light could not penetrate it right but gravitational waves of course can so the uh, the idea being that if you are able to detect gravitational waves you would be able to know more about the situation that was present almost if i can call it the, the vaticanization of uh, theoretical physics the moment of creation Right. So and immediately after, which is that. why that's so important. Which is why. But tell we still don't know what happened. That's very biased happened. to call it radicalization. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. In fact, you know, uh, the uh, the whole theory when it developed, the theory of Big Bang, Vatican actually supported it, because you know uh, their dictum was when and then God said there and then there was light. So in fact, they said, well, the the Big Bang theory, as opposed to the steady state theory, uh, you know, we support it, Big Bang it's because there's what ex- the Bible says. Yes. I see. Uh, although I just like to share with our listeners uh, the one book, although it's not so relevant anymore, but it for me it clarified my fundas on science, on the theory of relativity, why it's important, and what is the general theory of relativity, you know, as opposed to the special theory of relativity, was a Dancing Wooly Masters by Gary Zukav. Although science has moved a long way, that time quantum mechanics was just about you know finding its feet, uh, but I thought that very simply. I mean, as a you know 16-year-old boy. It, explained complex things to me so i well, think for one of the best books uh, that i have read on this is actually um, i mean i read a brief history of time and i loved it while i was reading it and then i finished the last page and oh my god i've forgotten whatever i've read huh. so i mean there is a trick to writing about science and right. you know, simon singh has perfected it right he taught so, me oh did he yeah fantastic for a year but he taught me english not science okay <laughs> <laughs> and his book called the big bang i think everyone who's interested in this topic should read it it's just a phenomenal book you know it's a fantastic thing so any other questions on this or any other observations i have no, no gyan to offer okay. it's, it's well, learning the prime for minister me. started tweeting predictably that Indi- indian scientists have been involved in this actually i have a, I, i have an make, observation you know, yeah, have they fund, well i mean it's a consortium the lego consortium that has come up with this involved in this discovery So uh, they, you know, from the uh, Institute of Astrophysics in Pune, there were some scientists yeah. who were involved. So in I this, believe we've in, in CERN some material and scientists were part of the Hadron yes. Collider yes. project. But what I do not understand is every time something big like this happens, the eagerness to find the India connection yes. and to go about town. I know that's actually, weird. It actually shows a huge amount of lack of self-confidence to go b- around town screaming "Hail, hail!" in the streets of. With Archimedes, there is a connection. Yeah, I, 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 I found it disappointing. Connection. That, you know, I, I'll tell you the reason. I thought about this. What I find really disappointing is the that uh, you know whenever such things as you know, uh, uh, as you say that happen is that we are proud that Indian yes. scientists yes. are involved. They don't realize that in science there are no national boundaries. Absolutely. You know there is no. I mean I don't see. Uh, Uh, an american di- uh, discovery yes. as american discovery uh, or a chinese uh, discovery uh, it's a scientific discovery and the moment you put national so uh, this is a very disturbing yeah, i don't know whether it's a, but this this science, trend is yeah. not uh, all just bjp is saying congress has been everyone no, that's what she's saying is an indian thing although i would slightly like to disagree with all three of my esteemed co-panelists i don't think it's eminent a sign of eminent co-panelists I don't think it's so much something wonder- that uh, Arnab says quite often. Uh, Arnab, we'll come to Arnab today. <laughs> Arnab has managed to piss me off this week Again? more than he has pissed me off ever. Okay. Because I'm shocked. That'll really hurt him. Okay, finish the previous point first. The you know I don't think it's so much underconfidence. Or we are very gharelu Indians. Like for example, हमारे गांव का था. New York. How many people live in New York? What's the population in New York? About eight million. Eight million. Eight ten million. Yeah. Eight ten million. Yeah. Or you know, even in New Jersey, 
or Birmingham. So, you know, if I meet anyone from there, I'll always say, oh, my chacha lives there. Do you know him? <laughs> I mean, kya pata bhai koi, you know, I say, oh, oh, oh. Well, I meet anyone who went to this school, now someone with white hair or, you know, 80 years old. And if I know someone from that, oh, do you know someone? So, I mean, they're 40 years apart, but chance mar lete hai. <laughs> Maybe. I think ki hamara connection ban gaya. Now we are closer, now we are brothers. So I think it is that. It's not under confidence. I remember wonderful scene so from I'm the film saying, Anand, you know. On, on this, I am Minister Modi. Yeah. If I were him, I'd say, Desi tha koi? Kaun hacha de Gujarat tha? I would say the same. So sorry. I disagree with everyone. Okay, cheek hai. What's the next thing you were saying? But I mean, again, you see, it's all very well to applaud, even if you want to, that uh, contribution of Indian scientists in this. Yes. But look at the way they are handling Indian science. I mean, you know, the way they're treating, treating Indian, Indian scientists. The budgetary cuts and, you know, complete misdirection. So it's a, you know, whatever, you, well, you're free to treat High level of exodus to. and high level of suicides. Yeah. Okay, Madhu, uh, we have a bunch of uh, these things left. Tell me what you want to talk about. You want to talk about Pachori, who apparently has gone on leave. Because that's what you do after being accused of. <laughs> Menno, they're going to leave. Kadhi, this is how many no, no, Kadhi, I'm just going to have to get leave. I'm just asking. <laughs> you just try I... it. You won't get leave. You'll be <laughs> burnt alive. Uh, my my Listen, body found in the gutter. This is one thing, Anand. I would love your opinion on this. Yeah. I have found out. I'm old. So I have seen this happening. Don't be modest. <laughs> okay, I'll try. <laughs> and be humble. Um, I've seen this since the 70s. Right? 70s may be kush charam thi. But now... No matter who does the dishonesty, whether it's Bangaru Lakshman or army officers who took bribes or J.I. Jetli who said use this money for this without touching the money, uh, whether it's journalists who were caught on radio tapes, whether it's uh, dishonest chief ministers in scams or whatever, nothing seems to... L there's no shame. There's no disgrace. Everybody gets rehabilitated. Everybody comes back to work. You look at Veer Sangvi, what he was caught doing. He was taking dictation from Neera Radia. And that article appeared. So it was proof of his wrongdoing. And he's back on channels. He's back writing columns. And as a professional... He's I, a columnist also. Uh, sorry, a panelist. Look what happened to Dan Rather and, uh, Dan Rather and uh, Mary Mapes, mm. which they've made in that movie uh, Truth. They've shown it in, and from the book. They were, their, their career, to, was over. career was over mm. for one mistake that they that the people who they took the documentation from did not stand by them because originally they said it's it's the truth which was a genuine I, mistake at which least. was a genuine mistake that they believed their source that was their mistake they believed their source look at the distance between believing a source and ruining your whole life losing your whole career both of them Dan Rather was so like why do you think this is well, I mean, I, I can, uh, two things. One is, I, I can analyze it, uh, but even better, I would psychoanalyze it. So if I analyze it, I would say the atmosphere that is there in our country for the last 20, 30 years, uh, you know, it's just basically downhill. It's, it's a free-for-all. Anybody feels you can get away with it, and they do it. If you psychoanalyze it, I would say it is a cultural thing. And if you look at, I mean, uh, you know, examples, for example, Azuruddin. Yeah. Okay? Look at that. No one in our, in our country, no one has admitted to, uh, you know, match-fixing, ever. Jadeja is another example or whatever. Although they, Azruddin, have, they have been uh, found guilty and suspended right? and removed. But look at Hansi Kronje. Mm -hmm. So there is th this element of confession is there, is not there in our culture. We think just, 
ये हमारी लाइफ है यार ये जीली अब नेक्स्ट बर्ड सब करते हैं यार या कौन नहीं करता वेराज व्हाट इज योर व्यू एंड द अदर थिंग इज दैट वी हैव अ फेवरेट सेंटेंस इट्स ऑल इन द पास्ट नाउ या पास्ट मेक्स इट ओके व्हाई डू यू थिंक दिस इज आई थिंक टू थिंग्स मार्क कैमरोड ऑफ बीबीसी व्हिच डज डिड अ फैंटास्टिक टेक डाउन ऑफ ऑनथराज द फिल्म and he says what he really hated about that film is this absolute hedonistic greed and the consequence free life so this consequence free that madhu i have heard you talking about in a lot of annual haftas and which i think sort of hurts you to the core that the, the people can get away with you so mean i repeat myself how boring so the point is i think it's not everybody gets away it's because of the extreme inequality in india it's a certain class of people who are actually leading a consequence free life they do get rehabilitated and there is a uh, old boys association or old girls association of watching each other's back and rehabilitating each other and not naming and But shaming but that's there in america as well you know i mean that's old boys network Haan, and also okay so uh, the point i'm making is that it's not as if everybody's uh, can get away with consequence free life but it is the top most the creme de la creme who are sort of you know i will lean towards that point yeah. i think that's true i mean you see just the way rajat gupta coverage yes. happened all the channels here they were so pro rajat gupta until i read anita raghavan's book you know while watching indian channels you would think mm. because he is buddies with most of these bichara phas gaya he is buddies with most of these journalists or journalist parents or something or the other um but the i i have one more uh, reason why i think it's consequence free is because entitlement yes is a part of our dna culturally yes absolutely and that again i'll be accused of being a you know libtard or whatever Naxalite. it goes down to the caste system hmm. if you belong to a certain caste being a warrior is your right and if you are not then your thumb will be given to dronachary you right. cannot challenge arjun yes so the entitlement is so deeply rooted in hmm. us you I mean entitlement Madhuri, in the higher caste Yes, because and in the lower caste, we are shit. हम तो हैं ही हाँ बंगारू लक्ष्मी बंगा ही माय कॉन्सिक्वेंस है ही वाज बट ही वाज ही बट एंड एंड ही ही फेल ऑन ही सर डैम बीइंग रिमूव्ड को डैम दलित दैट थिंग हैपेंड सो इट वाजंट हिस पॉलिटिकल करियर वाज ओवर व्हाट इज बंगारू लक्ष्मी आफ्टर दैट No, he But, went back on stage with he was sharing yeah, yeah, a dais with was, Vajpayee. He you know, was the head of the BJP. He was what Amit Shah is right now. No, then let they just, made him head of a committee. Let, let me just clarify. He was what Amit Shah is right now. No, that is what he was. They made him head of a committee. You know, they they semi rehabilitated him. Yeah, I agree. But what I'm saying is, the caste now has given way to class. I'm not saying it's literal. It's an intersection. Copy. Actually, it's an intersection of caste what and class. So now yeah, class has replaced caste, and at many places it. overlaps but let me you know talk about the other journalists who you know took responsibility i don't know what's happened to i mean bamzai for example the recent case where you took taxi uh, whatever yeah, from sr case sr case the, yeah. the sr case i think the first day he uh, for that day he quit he quit yeah but is he back i don't know whether no, he's he... back or not he's not back so um but yeah. i also ye maine suna we started talking about this because of pachori yes that yes. there is no shame he's there is no disgrace yes. who in his right mind after reading all the emails and text messages that he sent to this woman who in his right mind would even want to show his face in an office he should be ashamed he should not show his face anywhere i actually i don't know whether he's married or he has a family or what but his family if he does have a wife and children it must be horrible for them to read all that stuff it is disgusting I do some work with the Orissa State Women's Commission, and I think other than what uh, you listed, Madhu, 
just the, the way the institution came together to protect Pachori and vilify the woman and the kind of ecosystem, the vicious ecosystem that was created, it's, it's, it's a repeating narrative wherever you go. Although I will... And I, let me also add, there is no doubt in my mind that one day Tarun Tejpal would be back as well. I mean, he would be. When his uh, friends are back in power. But, I'll, but uh, I think... In this case, there's uh, his lawyer, something Dikshit, who appeared on several channels yesterday. Yes, Who's yeah. lawyer? Pachori's. Uh, Pachori's. Uh, this is something, and we should make a video of why you appear on panels, especially if you're there. It is so that the fence sitters get converted to your point of view. You cannot convince the two extremes. So True. for that, you have to try not being like a dick. It helps. <laughs> Tough. And this guy, even if you were like sympathetic <laughs> to Pachorina, you'd see his lawyer. I heard <laughs> Sala it. Kamira ke sab hai. Jao ko lao. So, uh, <laughs> Mr. Pachori, your lawyer, is screwing any chance you have of sympathy with anyone. Uh, so, Madhu. Uh, but I think in this country, what we also do, Madhu, to come back to that question, is that people, the uh, who are the judges, who ju I mean, the public is judging you, like the public is judging Pachori, public is judging. We tend to compartmentalize people, you know, the jobs that they do. So, for example, we feel that his job may he's, you know, buggered things up, he's terrible, he's corrupt. But, you know, if he does the second job, if he does it well, let's forget the first job. Yeah. We do this all the time. All the time. No, but and I we think do this with politicians, we do this with everyone. Cricketers. So, cricketers. So, for example, you know, like, uh, as far as I'm concerned, whatever good Shushma Swaraj does from here on or from last year's on, I can never reconcile to the fact. It will always be clear. Yes, yeah, what tinted she did with. Was, yeah, yeah, but absolutely. in our Sorry, country, why, we, what she did with? with well, the, I mean, the Lalit Modi case. that happened, oh, the Lalit Modi thing. Okay. And whatever uh, 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 what, uh, Rajasthan Chief Minister Vasundra Raja does. Absolutely. It is, for me, it is forever clouded her, you know, her associations and her misdemeanors. I cannot, I cannot dissociate that. But in our country, we do that all the time. So we are applauding uh, Vasundha Raja Sindhya for her action A, action B, action C, having forgotten what she done last year. And this is how it it kind of uh, seeps into their psyche as well. They feel, oh, the Anything public goes. has forgiven me. Anything now goes. I can carry on. You see, it's all so another fight. reason why people should support independent media and news laundry is because of the absolutely complete full disclosure policy and conflict of interest declaration. I mean, I went to New York, sponsored by UN Women, and Abhinandan insisted that I declare it on this show. I think it's really important, this whole conflict of interest, that a avatar may be the first about, what, what should you do? You should. <laughs> Support independent media ah, and news laundry because of the absolute f no... Um, non-negotiable full disclosure and conflict of interest ah, declaration finish. policy. <laughs> 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 okay. Next, next. Okay. Why did all now okay. piss you off? Okay, now we'll just come to that. Uh, just, uh, um, you know, one thing that uh, I, if I were to lay a blame, you know, we also had an opportunity in India um, in one sense that America did. Uh, like, I've repeated this many times on Hafta. I'm a huge critic of many things about America, but I don't think anyone can argue it. it's definitely the greatest country on earth when it comes to, you know, ideas, the first, you know, adopt, adapters of ideas, inventions, innovations. And the reason is they had a chance to start a country from scratch. You know, it's built on the blood of Native Indians, but it was from scratch. Then now this is how we'll do it. You know, a first from amendment... From scratch is for not, white Americans. Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying, it's built on the blood of, of, of you know, 
But because of that no legacy, they were able to go from slavery to first black president in a remarkably, you know, quick time. Like, I'm talking about slavery where human beings are property. Indians had done away with, you know, the caste system in that sense well before that. But till today, <clears throat> we haven't been able to get over the long tail of prejudice. So, in that context, India also had a chance when we got independence for the first time, start afresh on a clean slate. And there I will blame Nehru. Totally, he made a carbon for copy. The, no, yes. for, for the consequence free thing that uh, yes. Anand is talking about, that I am That entitlement, and again, that comes from the yes. fact that he was a Pandit. And let, let me give you one example that happened today. And he's a friend, so usko maaf And from now, there on it started. Indra said, Daddy, I'm going to run and then... So, for example, many people... I mean, if you... These vote, the voting happen every year. Who is the most popular Prime Minister? And, uh, you know, Indra Gandhi comes up on top <laughs> almost every time. Why? Talking. Bangladesh war, she was. So, you forget emergency. You remember the Bangladesh war. You remember two or three other and good things. And what she things. did to the economy. So, uh, Nationalizing everything. And yeah. let me give you an example Air that India, happened today. The Sorry, I'll just take 30 seconds more. And this cherry-picking of assessment also. Yes. Cherry-picking of assessment which yes. is most convenient. Yes. Yeah, that's also again. So, for example... Old Boys Association, you know, Old Girls Association. Yeah. So, mint me aaya that, you know, Gadgari is doing an incredible job. I mean, if you look at, he's the Minister of Road Transport. Hmm. And when he took over, there were 3 trillion rupees uh, worth of projects pending. Right now, there are only 15,000 crores worth of projects pending. When he took over, there were 2 kilometers per day roads being made. Now it is 18 kilometers. Is this true? Yeah, well, it's come in mint. So... I guess it would be fact-checked. I don't check. know. I mean, hmm. fact-checked. It has to be fact-checked, whatever. But the thing is, that is incredible. But... And people are, you know, saying fantastic. But... I'm sorry, I cannot dissociate Gadgari from, yeah. you know, his misdemeanors as yes. far as SR is concerned Poorthi. and his Purti thing is concerned. I cannot. Right. And, but people do all the time. So, you know, that's... <coughs> Madhu, any other things before we move on to the next? Any other observations on, on the consequence, freeness of Pachauri or... Uh... I, think, I think one of the things that is important in schools that I see is that their kids are not being given a moral compass. And I think that's a very serious issue. They start cheating very early. They, are, they understand that parents appreciate the fact that they can uh, cheat and get ahead because they now know the ropes they can get ahead. I've seen parents who actually appreciate of a kid who knows how to bribe somebody to get, first, uh, to, to get uh, a game in a squash court. All these things. And I think this, this is... This is the root cause. I think we do not have a well, moral they, compass. They can't find any moral compass because Rajdeep has sequestered all of them. No, but I will say one thing. I think the teachers are to blame because I remember when I was in school, I was not a very, um, you know, obedient student. I was one of the... What a surprise. Okay. So, whenever I would go into geometry class with my, you know, my box would be empty, my geometry box. And the teacher say, where is your compass? I'd say, I don't have a compass, but I have a moral compass. <laughs> but it never worked, Madhu. You know, I was still thrown out of class. So, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, let's So, what did you do with your protractor and compass? And... I don't know, dude. But the protracting life kept... we are still seeing. He just kept the divider. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, another thing that occupied headlines and prime time space, uh, at least yesterday, was David Headley's deposition. Isha uh, Jahan. Isha Jahan. Uh, I'm what just saying that to it? inform the viewer. I have no view on it. So, please, the three of you, give us your view. No, I don't see... I, I, I can't understand one thing. That 
it's as if one cancels out the other. If Headley is saying that she was uh, involved with the uh, L.E.T. with the L.E.T., then and there, the suicide bomber. How does that make any difference on whether it was a fake encounter Absolutely. or not? Yeah. Okay, they can both stand. Yeah. They, it could have been a fake, fake encounter and it could have been and, it, and she was confirmed now that she was part of it. One thing I don't understand. No, I think I'll, I, I will actually jumpstart Abhinandan because I remember yesterday I was watching briefly before I switched the TV off Arnab on Ishrat Jahan. Hmm. And he, he was appalling on the same argument because he said, if you do not say that Ishrat Jahan was a suicide bomber, in other words, if you do not agree with David Headley on this, then you support Pakistan. These were his words. Yeah, that's... Okay. He's off in the head. He's so, gone off. He's I mean, fallen off the cliff. He's gone off in the head. And honestly... What only kind of argument speak. is that? So, I mean, that means if I... And if this, I, I think, this argument is being used on almost everything. Yes. That if you are for uh, t more tolerance and plurality, you are anti-Modi. What's the connection? I might be a Modi supporter. I, supposing I am a Modi supporter and I believe in freedom of speech and I believe in tolerance, why, can't, why aren't the two compatible? Mm. Can I just add to that also? Even the Indian Constitution, Federal Supreme Court does not allow plea bargain. Yakub Memon was sent to the gallows because he could not, the lawyers could not get him to plea bargain. And here is a man sitting in the confines of US in his wherever protection and rattling off things which are being banded selectively, again cherry picking. And posthumously trying to talk about a woman as if, exactly like you said, that takes away the severity of fake encounter. Uh, encounter now, for example, so there's another issue of if David Headley in the morning, so every day we're getting these tidbits, you know, what ah, they were saying. Ah. What if tomorrow he says, that a BJP minister was involved. Huh? Yes, then, yes. Then so will we believe David Hedley? <laughs> I can no, bet my life what main media, mainstream the, media will cover. And also, in all fairness, like I said, I don't have a view one way or the other because the facts, they are contradictory facts on both sides. So I will not commit on a case that is so screwed up by now. For example, what you're saying, Anand, if this had come in an otherwise sanitized crime scene environment, mm -hmm. and I'm talking crime scene literally, and uh, with uh, due process, with due corroborate, corroborate. But right yeah, now, what the IB said, what the charge sheet said initially, yes. when the fake encounters are, they yeah. are, they are instruments of the state are saying two different things. Absolutely. This is what so, I wanted so to make you, a point about. So if you agree with the CBI, you're a patriot. If you agree with the IB, you're a No, the uh, other thing is, so, you know, the other if thing you is If you agree with the CBI, which it, was under UPA, you're an anti-national. That's my point. So it, then how is it that the CBI, which is supposed to be a separate body, all right, appointed by the government, but still, how is it that the CBI always gives reports that are favorable to whichever government is in power? Mm. Okay, now this report is favorable to the BJP. It's so very odd. They've, they've killed their own credibility. So honestly, and uh, unless someone has really done a deep dive into this case and personally not going by news reports, I think anyone who can take a firm position on this case is not, has not read enough about it or is not very smart. I because think the fact of the matter is that I, I do not, I cannot, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, discard or accept whatever David Headley is saying. It is not for me. Uh, you know, and it is uh, it is pitiful that people are actually believing his word as gospel truth. Yeah, it is and not it could for be. us. Not, it, was, it could be. He gave three names. <laughs> he says, "Is it <clears throat> Mumtaz Begum, Ishrat, Ish, uh, Ishrat Jahan. Jahan. Jahan, and one more name?" Mm -hmm. And he just chose. Oh, yeah, it's the second one. I mean, that's odd. But one I mean, thing the fact I do want is to bring up: Ishrat Jahan has you know been has become a political 
thing for four, last five, six years. One of so, the things that I wanted to bring up was that, you know, it's a very confusing situation in the world right now because when we're fighting terrorists, which is, in my mind, a new kind of war, which is an undeclared war in a specific space that is not a border area, it's not fighting over territory, it's... Uh, guerrilla warfare in a in reinvented. Idea, it's for the idea yeah, it's reinvented. It can happen anywhere, any place, mm -hmm. without any rules. So, when we capture somebody like say Yakub Memon, mm -hmm. do does should now the Geneva Convention, which was signed in I think 1949, uh, 49th after the Second World after War, the Second World War. Um, it needs to be re-examined because if you have uh, Technically, the Geneva Convention is only applicable for prisoners of war. Exactly. So now we've got prisoners which are condu conducting a different kind of war. So we need a different kind of a convention. So which is what the US did with Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay, that's they why not, they got So this, yeah. I think that is a very, Bypassed. very... Yeah, they, the Geneva Convention then didn't apply because they were not identified, recognized as prisoners of war. There's a very interesting podcast on how prisoners of war were actually treated by the US. German prisoners of war, Nazis, members of the SS. Uh, and the link is below uh, on Radio Lab. This podcast is there. So uh, I, I, I know what you're saying, but that is a really dangerous. Area. No, but see what what the United States did with in Guantanamo Bay. Mm -hmm. Okay, there were no rules there. Exactly. So what so, I'm saying is so what I'm saying is not that we don't have any rules. What I am saying is that we need to have a different kind of a convention. The Geneva Convention cannot cover what what the kind of war that we are fighting today. I don't think today. these guys are identified as prisoners of war. That's the that's the problem. They, so they don't come under the Geneva Convention anyway. They come under low, uh, they come under the Indian Penal Code. They come under the see one, when law. I was on that debate in uh, on We the People, Prashant Bhushan's on and the subject was Yakub Memon whether he should have been hung or not. Um, Prashant Bhushan's theory was that he's a prisoner of war. And should have been yeah, treated that's as his such. View. I don't think there's. I mean, unless we have against which country. So yeah, I think but, it's great. But Madhu does have a point because I think increasingly, at least from the last few years, we are going towards extremely unorganized, non-recognizable, low-intensity, extremely unstable sort of um, situation of flux, which are new wars, be it the Boko Haram, the Al Shabab, or the. Um, whatever's happened in Paris, Charlie Hebdo and everything, and, and whatever's happening in our subcontinent in South Asia and all. So we really need to start now redrafting new rules because we obviously are not putting an end to these wars. The whole whatever's happened in North Africa, I do think we, it's time now to either... The humanitarian laws have to be redrafted. Yeah, to take cognizance of what Madhu said. Uh, no, I, I just have one view. Madhu's, uh, Actually, I don't know much about it either. But I have been studying the Geneva Convention and, and trying to figure out that how do we rework this new yeah, situation. Although, uh, uh, just telling our listeners, Madhu has to rush, but we will continue after she does because we have one more issue to discuss. Uh, I, I would I, like to discuss the drugs as well, you know, the... the oh, yes, we'll discuss that for sure. Uh, Madhu, I, uh, I will probably disagree with you, although I know you haven't elaborated exactly what you think. I think whatever the nature of war, why the Geneva Convention came about was it was based on human values. If we see ourselves as civilized human beings who are looking at becoming even more civilized rather than going backwards, there have to be basic human dignity and, and ways that we conduct ourselves even with prisoners, no matter how bloody the war, even if it's Hitler's SS. And it was because of reasons of human values that the Geneva Convention came about, not on the 
efficiency or the efficacy of combat or how you know prisoners should be it wasn't an efficient solution it was a it was acknowledging us as civilized thinking human beings so no matter what the war i think human values cannot change so i should would, not should not change uh, and if that starts happening then we go down a road which slippery slope yeah yeah so uh, but you madhu, if you have anything to say because madhu has to go please no i i think that's it okay yeah. okay so bye madhu is leaving us uh, anand uh, you wanted to talk about um the drugs being yeah, more expensive yeah i mean so before you tell us yeah, your opinion sure. just in three words just tell our listeners what has happened then you yeah. can tell so us so what it. has happened is that there is this uh, list 3 and list 4 uh, which contains 170 odd drugs and what this government has done is it has uh, it used to um, uh, <clears throat> it it had exempted uh, you know these drugs from customs and excise duty uh, and what has happened is that uh, the government has removed the exemption on 76 of these drugs and these are life saving drugs yes these are life saving drugs and um, i'm just can i just say that i'm just appalled by the way this government works the communication of this government and i, I would actually like to say the miscommunication of this government and i i fail to fail to understand that a government can you know that can spend thousands of crores on cutting edge science and gravitational whatever modi ji wants to spend on it cannot uh, uh, you know uh, get together two or three people who are experts in this view who can uh, you know tell you which drugs to be tell you exempt. tell you what is going on absolutely so, so this this happened this has been a week since maybe, this happened maybe maybe baba ramdev has <laughs> a substitute for each of these and shri shri also uh, yeah so what has happened is uh, all what we hear is this uh, dr sambit patra who by the way i will not trust my tonsils with <laughs> you know You think he's more of a spin doctor than I'm, doctor? I'm shockingly misinformed, and you know, basically full of. Why do you say that? What do you say about fact. this? So what he's doing is there is a propaganda going on of by people who are protesting this move, which is appalling. Because and first of all, it should have been the government's job to have given this list of what are these seventy six drugs. Mm. No one, not even actually, not even a journalist did that. took me half a day to you know ye customs ka wo pad ke ye pad ke so and i made this, a list we'll make that list available thank you yeah, anand for putting yeah. that so you know got that list together and now what he's saying is that uh, 61 of those 76 drugs are actually bulk drugs now bulk drugs are active ingredients that go on to make a drug that can be sold now again a he's not in the government has an informed why on what basis was this list made 76 out of 200 odd drugs who selected these 76 drugs it's not the government is not naming any agency was the health minister consulted was a, there an expertise thing was there an expertise there because there are many generic drugs That's like methotrexate like and this. mmr vaccine that are not that are still exempted okay which means that it's just on some someone's whims and fancies or it could be the pharma industry involved yeah, i'm speculating but it could be now the so this, uh, this you know now what the government is doing is parroting that 61 are, are bulk drugs and uh, only 15 are life saving drugs and in fact this is a communique issued by the pharma association Uh, so it's not that the government has done this so job. they've just copy pasted the pharma yes case. and the times of india has also and, done and that and these are life saving drugs these are life saving drugs and you know there is no list as to which of those 61 i mean what are those 61 drugs that are bulk drugs the government has not given us that list and let me let me very plain out of the 15 that are life saving it is not a question of that a generic is available okay it's a question of a choice to the patient 
Now, it is, it is the patient's prerogative to decide that I want a generic or I want a, a quality, a, 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 a foreign-made drug, deciding on the quality. It because is a life-saving drug. It's, it's, your life depends on it. My life depends on it. Not only that, in the second case, there are, for example, Herceptin, which is a monoclonal antibody. And uh, so Roche sells it for 55,000 to 75,000 for 4, 440 milligram a vial. Wow. Okay. Uh, um, the generic version or a biosimilar version, which is sold by uh, Biocon, mm -hmm. Kiran Mazundar Shaw's uh, company, sells it for 57,500. And Cadilla is selling it for 65,000, which is higher than the, uh, the original. Than the foreign made. So what is this bunkum about generic being a fraction, uh, you know, one-tenth the cost of, or 90% So it's balle balle for Indian uh, pharma. So it's just complete anyway, misinformation. I think it's, I think and, it's, uh, it's when it comes ridiculous. to health Plus, there is no uh, generic for uh, hemophiliac patients for factor eight. Yes, yes. So now it, uh, it has gone up by 35%, and the hemophiliacs, uh, they have no option but to buy this, uh, uh, you know, there is and no I believe and for our listeners, hemophilia is uh, blood cancer. Is it's, it? yes, yes. And I believe the out-of-pocket expenditure burden for hemophiliacs with this new regulation lakhs. will be about 10 lakhs per annum. Not only that, there are only 15% people in India who are insured, health insurance. Yeah, of course. Out of that, the health insurance cover is only 1.9 lakhs. And, and the redemption is 3%. And redemption is just 3%. Health insurance also, you claim to Why the redemption is just 3%. I think it's... And uh, this is one thing. And let we me not go into the territory of you know what uh, Dr. Sambit Patra comes on Times now and. Hamare Odisha se hai, aise mat bolne. Oh, is it okay? So then maybe. So that's a very soft corner. <laughs> but you know, yesterday, so day before yesterday, he was saying that look at what has happened to our wonderful industry. You know, when Herceptin was in 2005, Herceptin used to cost 1.8 lakhs a vial. Mm. Okay. Now, am I right, uh, uh, Dr. Kiran, Miss Kiran Shaw? Now Herceptin costs, uh, the, the generic version costs 32,500, which is rubbish. So he's lying on national television. And he's not and called out for it. Shocking. It's just ridiculous. Um, we'll just move on to uh, two more things. One is, uh, this is where uh, Arnab just got me. And today, all these arrests of these JNU students. Um, like, I saw the students who appeared on Times Now. Uh, they're a bunch of buffoons, but most students are. Uh, in your between 18 and 22, 23 is when you rebel. You rebel for no cause. Everyone's rebellious. I know I was rebellious. Was? Uh, student. <laughs> was? But the point is, when I see a guy like Arnab talk shit on screen, he starts off by saying, what would America first before I start off? Do you, you keep talking about freedom of expression? Would America tolerate someone talking about uh, against the union? Would US tolerate? Would France tolerate? Would yar padhlo yar bag bag karne se pehle. Waha, there was a move for Texas to secede from the union. In fact, Sarah Palin's husband was part of that movement. There is still a movement for Texas to secede. Al sorry, uh, Sarah Palin, Alaska should secede from the union. There is still a movement that Texas should secede from the union, and mainstream. So when you quote, I'm not saying. I am an absolute on freedom of speech. And you may not be, you may not want to take the America example. But if you are taking the America example and you're starting off your debate by that, at least know the reality there. There you can ask for secession. You can say, I don't want to be a part of America. And you can still hold office. Forget being anti-national. A, people like Rahul Shiv Shankar, Gaurav Savant, Arnab, they are illiterate fools. And it is shocking that they get prime time space. And it is disgraceful that they get any viewers. We have to because I'm just saying, how can a prime time anchor start off by 
giving the viewer incorrect knowledge and not be called up called out for it i think can the miss in begin by saying about your quote about the students hmm. is probably right because you know if if you're not a communist when you're 20 then there's something wrong yeah, with you yeah absolutely and yeah, if you're a communist after 20 then there's something wrong with you but you know let me come to the sedition laws and all i mean left to me uh it is appalling that in this day and age you have these silly laws this but colonial but the fact of the matter is that you know in a country we are all children of clause 2 you know that nehru started with this uh, article 19 change 19 that to, yeah. and now Reasonable arnab is but a reflection of that if you see the home minister's tweet today mm. it is appalling he's saying we will not tolerate anybody who says anything against, against india against india yeah how can this is the home minister shocked. this is the home minister these people of are this making laws in this country smriti irani the point is the law exists and they can be tried they can be arrested for that so i you know it's it's one of they those things that you know if aap sedition to kahi bhi laga sakte ho matlab every law so vaguely drafted so i think this whole coming down like a ton of bricks on anybody be it students or anybody who's sort of raising a uh, voice of dissent or something which doesn't echo and parrot the mainstream convenient world view is nothing but actual democracy and infantilization of the public space and the whole nanny state you know taking and and this is really funny if we just play i know anand you are into word play and all that and you, right. your satire writing is a lot about word play both of you mm. so here is a state which refuses to take care of the poorest and the weakest where we need a nanny welfare policy is all about being a nanny in that point by doing tax waivers and since we've written that article on right. on de broye versus piketty you don't want to be a nanny state when it comes to welfare policies but you want to be nanny state when it comes to freedom of speech What do you, you want think? to sit on your like our father and mother be our moral police be our mm. thought police and basically be our parents to guide about what Absolutely. we should be talking about i completely agree with you and what is disturbing is you know you get a lot of people on Uh, social media sites and comment section who talk nonsense but that is the nature of the beast yes. that's nothing that chaos is good but, but when your mainstream anchors start sounding like those people and your ministers start is when it gets worrying yes uh, so i'm really aghast at this and i would just urge all journalists guys tomorrow it could be you yes if it is a, and remember and people say people have to follow the law even section 66a was a law Mr Sibyl and his merry men were clamping down on anyone who said anything about Sonia and Rahul ji you've forgotten those days so quickly because your chhapti has become 56 inch ka kal palta na pasa aap sab andar ho gaye to ek ek dafa zara soch lo apna itna partisan hi mat karo ki kuch bhi bak bak aap kisi ki bhi bardash kar lo as by bak bak bardash kar lo i'm not saying don't let them talk you must bardash the bak bak but do not bardash laws putting people in prison for speaking that is as journalists it's a disgrace if you're backing that and since all of us are ambedkarites to certain extent and martin luther king did I'm say that i'm not he is hmm. yeah you you not you not no. but you you just give a spell on the only ite i am is naxalite <laughs> <laughs> you keep forgetting <laughs> <laughs> no so yeah, martin I mean, luther let me correct martin I'm not luther ite or an, okay. i don't believe in an ism but i i really admire ambedkar So Ambedkar and Luther, Martin Luther King. Uh, by the way, last um, January fifteenth is Martin Luther King's birthday, hmm. and he did say that unjust laws need to be broken. I under, I remember Arunab Saikia had also raised this in one of the Zaptas about hmm. the importance of breaking unjust laws. So I just want to echo. Oh, even if you don't break them, you've got to challenge them, yeah. and especially badly drafted laws. Now, um, uh, I have two things to share um, before we wind up, uh, and we have to wind up quickly. Um, One is Ram Guha's piece on the staggering vanity of India's powerful. I thought it was a really good piece, 
and it really spoke about one aspect of the Indian elite. And no matter which side of the political spectrum or ideological spectrum they come from, you know, whether it's an Amartya Sen or whether it is a Bhagwati, that vanity is so much a part of us. It's shocking, and I, I thought it was a fantastic piece, uh, Ram Guha's piece. Echoes your entitlement also. Yeah. And uh, the second thing that I really loved was episode six of Serial. The, you know, the, the new season two of Serial is about uh, this US soldier who went AWOL in Afghanistan. It's a long story, but episode six was really good because it tells you about this one instance where the same episode of these US soldiers taking off their overalls and working, which they broke what were the rules of the army, seen from three different perspectives. And it was a really interesting episode because it tells you so much about the conditions that the army works in uh, any military, so you sympathize with them, but yet when they break a rule, you know, how the journalists go after them, but they're also doing their job. So there's no wrong side. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, and the third thing that I loved, and here, Anand, you will love this. I've been consuming the debates. I think this primaries that happen in the US, I think it's such a fantastic idea because all the conversations are all about policy. What will you do on immigration reform? What will you do on pharma industry? What will you do about Wall Street? And they have to talk specifics, not like Mr. Patra, kuch bhi bol do. You know, because they're cross-questioned, they're held to account. And today, Bernie Sanders said, <coughs> this morning's debate, because Hillary's this, written a book. This is where? Which? Uh, it was on CNN. No, no, no. In on the primary. State, in the, state, in the, uh, no, this was just a debate. It was, it was okay. not a primary. It was a debate between uh, Hillary and Bernie. Sanders. Yeah. And he said that I've read your book and that you have said that uh, you consider Henry Kissinger. Yeah. Uh, a guiding light and uh, uh, and he says I'm very proud to say that he is not my friend and I would never take foreign policy advice from a man who has caused, caused such misery and death and destruction in the world and Kissinger. so many people including Hillary think Kissinger being a friend of Kissinger is a thing of pride and it was so good to see a serious contender for US president say I'm that I'm proud that he is not a friend of mine. You know, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and and, and please link uh, Anand's article on Kissinger, how everybody in India was, you know, jumping loops Holy and kissing me. their own ass too. selfies yes. before the days of uh, selfies. selfies. Yes, But, you know, I, uh, a friend tweeted that, <clears throat> included my handle in it, and I was delighted by Bernie's views. Hmm. First of all, I love his accent. Reminds me of Woody Allen's film. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. Very but he's socialist. Kind of he is socialist, <laughs> yeah, fine. Well, you know, you can't get everything right. No, two, <laughs> 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 no, but two, reasons, two more reasons why I also like him is that he takes the middle seat in the flight. Any day, vote for a man who takes the middle oh my seat. God. <laughs> and, and feel the burn. I, I think that's, that's the catchiest slogan I've ever heard. So I love what he said about, you know, this uh, war criminal Kissinger. Mm. And it's appalling that Hillary wants to mollycoddle this guy. But then I saw Mihir Sharma's tweet, and I haven't gone. Uh, yeah. So, which is what that uh, Bernie actually respects Churchill, Winston Churchill. So I have to go deeper into this. That you know, this is actually, again what right. we're talking of compartmentalizing. Yeah. You hate Kissinger, but you love Churchill. I mean, you know, that is just he did say out that. of the world. Yeah. He did say that. Uh, although I, I saw the debate, I'll tell you, he elaborated saying what Churchill did for the UK. Churchill had very racist views, especially when you see his, uh, you know, utterance during the famine. But I in would India. say if Kissinger was a war criminal, then the big daddy of war criminals was Churchill, mm. big daddy. I mean, responsible, directly responsible for uh, Bengal famine and for the first using the first gas, mm. chemical gas on uh, Kurds, 
So this guy My college popular. is also because of him, the Great Bengal Famine. Right. Because Orissa did not have administrators, so they decided to have some clerks from Orissa since Calcutta was so far away. So Ravensha College was opened after the Great Bengal Famine. So uh, before we wind up, is there anything that um, you want to share with our listeners? Well, there was this uh, ridiculous argument by the editor of Independent. I'm sure you must have that from now on they will call uh, Mumbai as Bombay. They are reverting to Bombay. Independent as in the UK. The UK. UK. I, yeah, I read about this. Yeah. I don't know the details. And the yeah. reason is that the, the term uh, was coined or was put into use by Hindu nationalists. Mumbai. So this is their response. So you call it Raspana for all we care. We don't read independent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have something to huh. share. I think Seetal Sathya, the Kabir Kalam Manchas performance in the Delhi Press Club okay. and the stories in Scroll and Catch News are mm -hmm. fantastic. The uh, songs that she's been singing on Rohit Vemula, their own, her husband's incarceration, again, by draconian dark laws in Maharashtra <laughs> and mm -hmm. the, the challenge, reclaiming Ambedkar narrative and challenging the... Well, yeah, I think that'll be great. Good suggestion. Uh, songs. Now we usually leave on a very funny and happy note. Uh, today I would just like to leave on a note of uh, saluting Lance Nayak Hanuman Thappak, who died, and many like him. That's a name we all know of, but there are many like him. And like I said, I've you know shot a series of twenty-six with the armed forces, and I have a, a very special place in my heart for the armed forces. And I just think um, it was so good to see that that kind of uh, get the kind of space it got in mainstream media and big media and prime time because such things happen all the time. Like two soldiers die a month uh, at, at Siachin and the kind of conditions that they're fighting uh, under or not even fighting, just surviving. So I think the more space something like this gets, the better. So great job. Uh, but one thing that made me cringe was when people started bringing, especially Arnab, and for that I think he has plummeted to the depths of vermin, that he's, <laughs> he, clubbed, he clubbed this with freedom of speech. So someone who was exercising freedom of speech, he's saying, how dare you do this, a man has died, the two have nothing to do with each other. For heaven's sake, don't do that. You are not doing Hanuman Thapa a favor. You are actually disgracing his memory. I don't know whether he thinks he's doing something great. So, uh, but anyway, salute to him and if anyone has anything to say about the armed forces because I think they are the most underappreciated lot in our country and uh, what a man like him must have gone through being buried under 25 feet of ice is uh, phenomenal. Um, Anand, any view on... Yeah, on no, well, it was very sad, very sad uh, thing indeed and um, I have utmost respect for armed forces but what I would say is that uh, <clears throat> they take a lot of flack, you know, they take a lot of flack from the politicians and uh, a lot of journalists as well, and a lot of people. Uh, and I, I'm not very sure if the higher-ups in the armed forces are demanding what is best for their, mm. you know, their people their from the politicians. And I don't want that, you know. I want, and this is what you see in, for example, science in many hospitals as well. For example, uh, you know, I, uh, last time I took the example of AIMS. So the director of AIMS will happily uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, accept the fact that during the dengue crisis you have people sleeping on the, in the aisles of the ICU and you know, uh, four patients to a bed. Mm. Uh, but he will not uh, you know, as much as utter a word or demand that I want this much money for this. So I just hope 
that uh, you know all the politicians say all the correct things about armed forces, but are they being treated properly? Is what right. I want to know. Yeah. So not to say that they shouldn't be questioned. We are not saying that you know one has to. But I just think they are uh, underappreciated. A lot of my work has actually been making a case for greater social sector spending and lessening the defence allocation in the GDP, uh, the tax, the revenue allocation and all. But like you said, in the last two days, my first thoughts were about the family. You know, the peak of hope and then to lose yeah, it to all. Lose it. What they must have, just, just the emotions that they would have gone through. And I completely agree, this whole extreme hierarchy in the armed forces and the ones who live a really luxurious life, yeah. the general category or the above ones, and the ones at the, the front Lance line. Nikes, the, the Lance Nikes, the Subedars. And How all. much do they earn compared yeah, to absolutely. their uh, compatriots in yes. other armies? Right. I mean, they and be... we do know that there is a cat, the creme de la creme again, which really leads mm. a very uh, and super luxurious life. of course, if they come, you see, in a job, you can complain. That I'm not getting as much. And if in the you army, can't. you can't. So yeah. it's a double Actually, whammy. Yeah, that's a, we should have a longer discussion on yes. that. It warrants one. But uh, all in all, I think the media did a fantastic job in covering this, with the odd exception of the Arnabs who made a disgusting mockery of, of a sacrifice. So I hope we have the wisdom uh, that we are worthy of the sacrifice our soldiers make for us. And for them, here's this song on the Hafta this week. सांस थमती गई नब्ज जमती गई फिर भी बढ़ते कदम को न रुकने दिया कट गए सर हमारे तो कुछ गम नहीं सर हिमाले का हमने न झुकने दिया मरते मरते रहा बागपन साथियों अब तुम्हारे Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.